Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Reel Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Thank you, Mark Larson, and welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio, everybody. Stan, Wendy, and I are really happy to see you and appreciate you taking some of your Sunday night to be with us. I know you've got a lot of things you could be doing tonight. We appreciate you listening to Rod and Reel Radio. We're not here at the present time. I'm up in the Pacific Northwest. Stan and Wendy are on the road, but we think we got a good show that we put together for you tonight. It's all new material, so here's how it lines up. Captain Chris Randall from The Chief is going to be with us. The Chief has been down doing some renovation. You're going to hear what's happening on The Chief. You're also going to talk, Captain Chris will also talk a little bit about uh, the fishing conditions uh, over this past season, so you want to hear what Captain Chris has to say. After that, Captain Frank Rossetti from the Ranger 85 and the managing partner over at uh, H&M Landing. He's going to be with us, going to talk about the Ranger 85, H&M Landing, and also some of the current fishing conditions. And as we were leaving Captain Frank's office, who shows up but Captain Chuck Taft. Captain Chuck Taft will talk to us about what's happening with the Sea Adventure uh, 2, the legend the Alicia will talk about some lobster fishing, current fishing conditions, and how you can get a hold of Sea Adventure Sports Fishing to uh, go out and book a trip with him. Ernie Montero was with us, Captain Ernie Montero. He's captaining the premiere right now. That's the uh, half-day boat out of uh, H&M Landing. He's going to talk to us about uh, uh, the half-day experience. Captain Ray Summers from the Vendetta, he was with us, and boy, what a year Captain Ray Summers has had. Captain Ray is running uh, three-quarter day boats out of H&M Landing. He had a great season. You're going to want to hear Captain Ray's comments. And then after we're finished with that, we went on over to Catalina Offshore Products, had a chit-chat with Tommy Gomes, find out what's happening there, not only in the fish store, but other things that Tommy's going, talked a little bit about uni butter too. So... Those are the things that we have in store for you tonight, so sit back, put on your seatbelts, because it's going to be a fast-paced show. We appreciate, again, you tuning in tonight. We'll be back, actually, in two weeks with another live show. But for now, here's Captain Chris, Captain Frank, Captain Chuck, Captain Ernie, Captain Ray, and Tommy Gomes. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Hey, we're here early in the morning at uh, H&M Landing and kind of making our rounds with some of the boats that are going out. And the first guy we run into is Captain Ray Montera from the Premier. Captain Ray, how you doing? 
Good. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing great. You know, we're summer's over. It's been a great summer. We're looking at fall right now, and going out on the premiere, it is the premiere half-day boat here at the landings. Uh, tell us a little bit, first of all, uh, what we can expect to see with this uh, autumn fishing. Uh, more rockfish, you know, more rockfish. There's a few yellows swimming around, but some bonita, but mostly bottom fishing. So, and, you know, have you found that uh, with the water cooling off now, is the uh, rock fishing as good, uh, the same, better, not as good as has been in previous years at this time? Uh, it's a little slower. We're right, right now, we're kind of in a transition period with a full moon and everything. So it's kind of swinging around a little bit. All right. And uh, when the uh, fishermen come on out, if they're bringing their own gear, uh, what do you suggest that they bring out with them? Oh, some four-ounce, six-ounce sinkers, uh, bottom rig, you know, uh, a, a, a dropper loop style fishing. We supply the squid and the sardines. Okay. At, you know, this time of the year, half-day boat, you know, you're a little bit a little bit cooler in the morning, nicer in the afternoons. Is there, you think at this time of the year, is there a more advantageous to come out in the morning or to come out on the afternoon portion of the half-day trips? Well, we can't figure it out, but, you know, it's been switching around because of the storms up north. Mm-hmm. We've been having some large swells and some pretty heavy tides, a lot of current. So it switches around. But in the morning, there's no current the last week here. No current at all. And the afternoon, just racing. You know, it just picks up six-ounce sinkers off the bottom like crazy. Oh, no kidding. The type of fish that you're going after. Uh, tell us the variety of fish that the fishermen go after. Because, you know, even though we're talking about rock fishing, we're still looking at great table fare. Oh, yeah. There's red rock cod. There's um, copper rockfish we call chuckleheads. There's some halibut. There's some Johnny bass. Uh, once in a while, you get a sand bass or, you know, something like that, a bonita. Or you get a striker or a yellowtail. The water's still like 65 degrees, so it's not really that cold. But there's a lot of streaky, dirty water going through. Now, for a lot of the fishermen that are just thinking about, hey, you know, I want to get into the saltwater scene, haven't had a chance to go out, I've got the kids maybe available for a day or two on break. Tell us a little bit about the schedule of a half-day boat. What, uh, what, what are the times that it's operating? Uh, we leave at 6.30 in the morning and uh, get back in about 12, 12.30. And then we leave again in the afternoon at 1 and we get in about 6.30. All right. And you are skippering the premiere right now. Tell us a little bit about the premiere because we're looking at it right now as as we're talking. It's all lit up. Looks like it's ready to go out and uh, you know in a, in a few moments or so. Uh, tell us about the premiere. Some of the things that people can expect to see when they get on it. Well, it's a it's a very clean boat. It's an eighty footer. There's a lot of room in the galley, and uh, we all 120 scoops of bait. But most of it right now, we're just fishing a lot of squid pieces or filet, you know, filleted sardines. And that's working uh, well for the bottom fishing. Yeah. Now, if you go, get wind, though, on any given day, if you find out that the yellowtail are biting at one place or the other, you go after them, don't you? Yeah, it's a priority. It's like a priority for us. 
we'll go for the bigger game if well, it's available. Well, nothing like going out on a half-day boat and, and getting yellowtail or, heck, did you ever get a sniff at any of the bluefin this year? Uh, no. We got uh, a few charters went out for the yellow, yellowfin tuna. Yeah. And we did see some bluefin, but, they, you know, they're just touchy. So... Uh, the charters, uh, when you charter the boat, do people charter the boat for the whole day or only half day or, oh, they or both? Ch- they charter the boat for the whole day. For the whole we day. We leave at 5.30 in the morning. We don't get back until 6.37. Now, you know, it's an 80-foot boat, and the capacity on it is, you know, 40-plus or so. Uh, when someone comes along and charters the Premier, what kind of a party are you seeing? Uh, we're seeing about 40 to 60 people. So it's like a corporation and their clients, that type of thing? Yeah, mostly uh, mostly corporations, companies, uh, you know, just people just come working for the company that just take the day off. Okay. So if you want to go fishing during uh, the course of the week, you can normally depend on uh, the premieres being the uh, half-day boat. That's either going out either in the morning or the afternoon. The chances are you can still get aboard for a good fishing trip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, this this month here is uh, kids fish for free. One oh, adult, really? one adult, one ch- one free kid. You know, All right. under sixteen. Yeah, give us the uh, the contact here at H and M Landing where people can call up to get more information about the schedule here of the premiere. Uh, phone number is six one nine two 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 one one four four. All right. And uh, uh, if you have enough people going on out, you're going out daily, huh? Yeah. Boy, that's got to be a, 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 a grueling schedule sometimes, especially when the fishing's on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it gets pretty tiring. <laughs> All right. But it's fun. <laughs> All right. Well, Captain Ray Montero from the Premier Half-Day Boat out of H&M Landing, uh, just about ready to leave on another great trip. And it looks like you're going to have great weather here, my gosh. We're going to be 90 in the inlands, and you're going to be the place to be. Oh, yeah, I'll just be cooling off. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, people come aboard, and as you're going on out, they can probably go on the uh, in the galley and get breakfast. Oh, they can get breakfast. Uh, we have all full accommodations on the galley there. All right. Captain Ray Montero, appreciate you being with us. Uh, good luck today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the shop over there at Angler's Arsenal on Mesa in the not-too-distant future. How's the freshwater fishing been for you? Uh, I haven't been able to go. I've been working. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, we'll be back after these messages. Thanks a lot, Captain Ray. All right. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. 
Gabakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gabakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gabakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Here again at H&M Landing, and we are with Captain Chris Randall from The Chief. And Captain Chris, thanks a lot for taking some time hey, to be pleasure. with us. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you. Well, you know, kind of sum up what uh, how this season was compared to last season. Uh, wow, there really is no comparison. <laughs> it, it was so different, especially with all the big fish that we had and stuff. There was actually, in my opinion, less biomass as far as, as uh, fish. Uh, there was plenty of bait, probably too much bait. There was a unequal balance between the amount of pelagic fish we had and the amount of bait. There was way more bait. So we ended up with a situation with fish that aren't super hungry. So we had large fish that aren't super hungry. So you got to go with lighter tackle. And it made people really rethink their game plan on how I'm going to catch this 50, 60, 90-pound bluefin 
or a 50-pound yellowfin on light tackle, and guys really had to kind of go back and reschool themselves this year. There was a big learning curve with that, and eventually it got figured out, and the, and the catch ratio went up, and uh, it, it was a very interesting year. As far as, like I said, with the biomass of the plegics, there was lots of areas of water for whatever reason just weren't holding a bunch of fish. It was more in like little nuggets, little batches of fish here and there, and you really had to stay in that area. So it was a challenge for the skippers a little bit to make sure you didn't wander off because we were all got a little bit of Magellan in us, and we love to go out looking, especially me. And uh, you can get caught in a situation where you're just a little bit out of position. And there was also bite times, like the morning bite, you know, and then the evening bite. And you had to make sure that you had your boat in the right position at the right time. Or once again, you, you, we call it a foobar. You foobar it, and you're like, oh, darn it, I should have been there. So uh, there was a learning curve for both the angler and the captains this year, as opposed to last year where there was a pretty good biomass of fish, especially close to home, where you could kind of just go any direction, 30, 40 miles, and there was something to work with. This year was a little bit different. Like I said, it was a little more isolated and stuff. But the reward was was the bigger fish, uh, fish of a lifetime for a guy that doesn't fish, you know, long range or whatever. You had that option. You know, there was fish in excess of 200 pounds. And all around Clemente Island, the 43 bank, and, you know, outside the Coronado Islands, there's yellowfin and stuff. So uh, very interesting as far as that goes. Let's talk about the bluefin. You know, the bluefin were here. You know, you think things run in cycles, but... The bluefin were here in a population and a size like no one had ever seen before. What do you think caused that, and where did they come from, and where are they going? Oh, I think it was a, a setup, a leftover from the year before, because we had several years of the El Nino. Uh, typically what happens in the, in the fall and winter, the water cools down, we get some Pacific Northwest storms. That signals the fish that it's time to migrate south. Well, we didn't really have that. The water stayed warm, so the bluefin didn't migrate south like they normally would. So these are what I would call holdover fish. And because, I, like I mentioned earlier, the big biomass of bait, there was plenty of food, especially around the banks, just, just gobs where your sonar is just, just completely wiped out with bait. So the, the food was here, and the water didn't cool down. They didn't get that strong signal urge to migrate south again. And I think these are basically just holdover fish, and I think they're going to stay again. All right, and uh, the elephant population, again, it seemed like uh, there were bigger fish, there weren't as many schooling fish, but now that we're talking here in the uh, middle of October, it seems like predominantly schooling fish is what we're still seeing. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of that smaller grade yellowfin around, but also it it was on a different setup as well. Normal A normal season, you'll see like in springtime, say April, May, June, somewhere in there when you, we start getting our signal on the plegics, Usually first is skipjack. Well, the first skipjack I heard caught this year was in October, and that, that is amazing. So there were, there were some backwards flips to this, too, and left, left us scratching our heads a few times going, wait a minute, skipjack first, then the yellowtail and the kelps, and even the yellowtail thing was a little bit off. There was a lot of local yellowtail, especially up north around the islands and stuff, and on the beach, Colonnette, San Martin, those are regular spots for yellowtail. But as far as the offshore yellowtail stuff, it seemed like everything was a little, little off time-wise, you know? All right. Well, you are the king of going up and down the coast and everything else like that. Uh, how's the coastal fishing look? Oh, it still looks very good. Um, there was a little issue with San Martin Island as far as there were some problems there. And we've been requested to stay out of there for a while, let things cool down and, you know, let politics do their thing. Sure. Um, Colonnettes produced a lot of yellowtail over the last two years, especially in the wintertime. Uh, we had some phenomenal days there last, last uh, winter, you know, from... Uh, November through March, 
And we're probably going to do the same thing again this year, offer two-day trips, fishing down the Baja Coast, go to Colonnade day one, fish Yellowtail, because a lot of times that's when the current's flowing. Then when that slows off, you revert to the rockfish, and kind of like a combo trip. And then second day, we'll probably come up a little shorter and do something different, you know, look at different spots on the beach that haven't been looked at. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing this this uh, fall and winter uh, once we get the boat repaired. And that's a whole other topic. Well, that's, and that's a whole thing. And we are speaking with Captain Chris Randall from uh, Chief Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. And, yeah, let's talk about your season. This was not quite the season you had been anticipating come May and June. And uh, yeah. some issues, uh, and it just seemed like it was a domino effect. One thing led to another. Tell us what's happening with the Chief right now. Uh, we're currently going into three phase three of a four-phase uh, retrofit of our fuel tanks and tank compartment. We had uh, about a 50-year-old fuel tank, that's about the age of the boat, finally give way. And it's, it was in a compartment where there was very limited access, so it's hard to get in there on a yearly basis and do maintenance and, and, and inspect it. So, uh, unfortunately, it did give out, and uh, the other fuel tank was fine. We have several other Ford fuel tanks, but these are our, were our main fuel tanks. And uh, we got together with Coast Guard, and this was like towards the end of, end of September, and we had to shut the boat down. They said, okay, look, you got a leaky fuel tank, and that's just the way it is. These are the regs. And we, unfortunately, we did lose some uh, quite a bit of fishing time. However, with that said, this is a long-needed project. It was long overdue, and uh, it's getting done right. We gutted the old tanks, refurbished the tank compartment, uh, had brand-new tanks built, and uh, we're going to pick them up actually tomorrow. And they're powder coated, brand new, beautiful aluminum tanks. We got a brand new uh, bay tank being built, so we're just going to refurbish that whole section of the boat, and it'll be good to go for years, forever and ever. Yeah, well, you know, we were talking here a little earlier. Uh, this is a, a boat that was built in the 50s, and obviously there were a lot of things that uh, you inherited when you took over the chief, yep. and now, uh, you know, you're having to take care of them. Well, yeah, it's it's an ongoing thing, you know, and, and luckily, you know, I, I've got enough rounded out experience of all my 30 years in, in uh, sport fishing where I can do some of the woodwork, the electrical, all the painting and stuff. We do have a specialized carpenter that's building the stringers because they have to be uh, cut to the camber, the deck and stuff. But it's going along. Uh, we're shooting for December 1st is our completion date to have everything all done, the new deck laid down, the brand new bait tanks put in, all that good stuff, and then we'll be up at 100%. This is absolutely one of the most comfortable boats to fish off of, yeah. especially for an old guy like me who has a hard time getting around. A lot of room on the boat, and you're going to think uh, that, that maybe by uh, December you're going to be up and running again. What kind of trips are you going to be running? Uh, like I said earlier, probably two-day trips down the Baja Coast. These will be uh, visa-required trips. You know, uh, you're know, going to have to have your passport and your visa, and we're going to be targeting Yellowtail, Colonnade, Day 1, and then Rockfish. And then kind of look at different spots, maybe San Tomas, San Jose, Descanso, and go in tighter to the beach, maybe some calico bass and some white sea bass. And, and then once again, there's always the, the ample rockfish and stuff. But we'll be doing that on the weekends all the way through March, I think, and then uh, we'll set up our schedule for next year. Next year they're calling for kind of neutral conditions as far as the water temp and not uh, La Nina, not El Nino. So that should be interesting as well. There's the big A word. Are yeah. we going to get the albacore back? And I think if it's going to happen, I think it's going to happen next year. And do you think uh, the bait that's in the water right now will stick around long enough and maybe that will draw the fish in? Yeah, uh, the, I think the biomass is fine. I, I think it's more of the, the water column and the migration route of the albacore that's going to be in question. And they're staying farther offshore 
the farther south you get, and they're coming in way up above us. So the the actual migration route would have to change, and they'd have to come in because years ago they used to come in above Guadalupe and come right. up the coastline. Now they're going all the way up above San Francisco and coming in. So that needs to revert back, and whatever it takes to do that. Uh, you know, I, who knows? I, I don't know. I don't even think the biologists know, but um, it would be nice to have them back. You know. Well, you know, we had a great run with bluefin tuna. Where, except on Long Range, where would you ever have the chance to catch the bluefin tuna like we had this season? Incredible. Yeah, that that that's almost like a once in a lifetime chance for for anglers. Like you know, to to have it this close to home and that consistent and with that amount of fish. Yeah, that's that's like I say, it's, it's like a once in a lifetime thing. However, I do think they're going to stick around. You know, I don't I don't see them going anywhere. You know, just earlier we talked to uh, Ray Summers from the Vendetta, and he says he still goes out there, and there's a lot of fish there, but there's also a lot of food that yeah. they're down deeper. No reason for them to come on up. It's just it's just hard to get them. Yeah, I mean, if you step away from a smorgasbord and someone says, hey, you know, want another dessert? You're like, no, I'm good, man. Thanks anyway. And that's kind of what we're dealing with here. They've got way too much food. And so they really don't need what we're offering. And mm. So, like I say, you got to go lighter line, be a little more innovative in your fishing techniques, and, and, you know, be in the right place at the right time of day when they do pop up. You know, uh, what, some of the best fishing experiences I have have been in the Chief, especially here lately. I recall one trip we went with you. Again, you uh, did that Magellan thing. It says, hey, let's go down and take a look at what's happening down there. Yep. Uh, there was absolutely no tuna coming in that time, and... Remember, we hit those uh, yellowfin tuna, and we stayed on that school for almost seven hours. Yep. It was incredible fishing, yep. Chris. Yeah, well, that's, that's, well, that's the risk of doing the Magellan thing. Sometimes, uh, you know, it really pays off, and sometimes you find yourself out of position. But, uh, you know, every captain has his own style. I like to go look, and then sometimes I have to pull back on my reins and say, <laughs> no, don't do it, and because uh, you can't get caught. But, uh this traditionally that's how this fleet has always found fish guys spread out and they go looking you gotta go you know right and a lot of times it isn't because the fish are not there it's because of the fact there's no one to go out there to see if they are there and to go fishing for them yeah i mean you look at the dock right now it's getting towards the, the end of october and almost the whole fleet's tied up you know and there's still plenty of fish out there it just guys they have a budget for so many trips a year once they burn that up they're thinking okay i got thanksgiving i got christmas and this and that and they kind of just back off it and now all the rock cutters are waiting to go you know they're waiting for that shift from summer fishing to like what we do and uh, they're all ready to go down to colonnette and get out their yo-yo irons and just you know do their thing so you know it's amazing though when you uh, look at all the money that we spend on different forms of entertainment this has got to be one of the best values around when it comes sports fishing. You get aboard the Chief, go out for two and a half days. Sure. It's it's an incredible trip. You got your hotel, you got your transportation, you got your entertainment, yep. you got your friends, you got great food. I mean, it, it it's all there. Yeah, it's all inclusive, you know. And, and the big thing is fun and fun with friends and fishing buddies. And you know, at the end of the day, you still have all your fishing tackle. It's still worth the same amount, except for those jigs you lost. <laughs> But that's that's good for for the tackle stores, you know. Yeah, I, keep fresh inventory. Well, this has been thanks a lot. This has been a good year for us. Yeah. You know, how do, can we keep track of the chief? Find out when you're mm. going to start booking again and the types of sure. trips. When you reopen again, you're going to be open charter. What do you think you're going to be doing? Yeah, we're going to. I'm already booking a few charters for the winter, but basically we're going to try and be online. Whatever weekends we're not charter, we're going to be open party, probably a two day trip. And uh, I'm going to keep updates on Facebook, Chief Sport Fishing on Facebook. 
And also we have uh, www.chiefsportfishing.com. I'll be doing updates there. And then you can go to H&M Landing and on their website as well. It's www.hmlanding.com. And once we get uh, close to running, we'll put our schedule up there. And you can just click, click on multi-day trip, scroll down the Chief, and see everything. See the prices, what it includes, what it doesn't include, the whole thing. And, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted, keep you up to date. Now, uh, in past seasons, you were one of the few boats to offer leave on Thursday, come back on Sunday. Is that going to be a schedule you're going to try and maintain or what? Um, we're shying away from that because of the issue with San Martin Island. Because okay. my main destination, the, the, the attraction of that trip is Fish San Martin Day 1, Colin at day two but since that's kind of off the plate going to colonet for for two full days the guys want to move around a little bit so that's why we're kind of looking at the two-day trip we're adjusting to it hopefully that situation down there gets squared away and and we get unlimited access again but for for now i think we're going to go with the two-day trips well chris randall i can't wait till we can get aboard the chief again and get going i mean i'm just watching it here uh, on the dock and the chief just keeps on surging forward like it needs to leave the dock oh, yeah, it, uh, it's ready to race yeah she wants to go there's no doubt we're like I say we're going to drive her over and get the new fuel tanks tomorrow morning and then uh that'll be uh, phase three and then phase four we'll be getting the deck down getting a glass getting the new bait tank here getting it all primed all designed to the boat, plumbed in, and then we do start our sea trials, our Coast Guard stuff, and uh, away we go. Yeah, and I, I think uh, a lot of people need to know that this is a lot of the work that you yourself are doing. You're getting in there, you're pulling the nails, you're you know tightening down the bolts, oh, yeah. you're, you're telling the crane guy where to put it, and mm-hmm. then you're attaching it and everything like that. But part of that is to keep the cost of the operation down so you can... Uh, offer an affordable product when you get back online again. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're bringing in specialists only where we need them. I'm doing probably 80% of it myself. And it's pretty much a seven-day-a-week job. But, you know, it's, it's I, I've, I've been in this industry so long, I know how to redo the stringers and all the painting and the, the stuff, you know. It, it's just second nature for me. So I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades, but I'm not a professional at one other than fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Captain Chris, I look forward to the time that we start talking about uh, fishing again instead of talking about maintenance. But, you know, I'm happy to hear that the Chief is going to be up and running. It's going to be as good a vessel as it has been since it probably was first launched by the time you get it going. Yeah, no, it's, it's this whole area that I'm working on will never need anything but just minor maintenance for the next 30 years. And we're doing it right. We're doing it one time, one shot only. And that will not be an area that's going to need anything for a long time. It'll probably, my fuel tanks will probably outlive the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Or me. (laughs) Well, Captain Chris, I can see you're about ready to get back to work. I'm going to leave you be. uh, You just, much success to you. Thank and you. we look forward to being on the water with you again. All right. Well, I can't wait to get out there, too, because I'm, I'm tired of sanding and painting. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. Hey, this is Rod and Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. Still lots more to come. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality you would expect from a 50-year-old family-run business. Go to Land's End Charters 
CobbleCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cobble Greg or Gail directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. Anglers Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of western plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Anglers Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, welcome back to the show. Well, we've done our tour of uh, the landings, talked to a lot of the skippers over there. We've talked about you catching fish, but there's a lot of you that just can't go out and do that. And where's the place to go to get the best fresh local fish you can? Obviously, Catalina Offshore Products. And we're with our good friend Tommy Gomes over here at Catalina Offshore. Tommy, been a little while since we've had you on the on the radio. Hi. I'm cracking up. because Did you just tell your listeners that a lot of them can't catch fish? Uh, yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> you can't go yeah. out and catch fish. Yeah, no, it's been a while um, since I've been on the show. Things are great. Catalina's, you know, still rocking and rolling, and you know the retail program that we got's really nice. And we're right in the middle of lobster season. The hoop netters are out there doing it to it, and looking like uh, everything's producing as it should be. Well, you know, you were always talking about the availability of good seafood seafood that you can uh you know go back and find out where it came from to make sure that it's the real deal how are we doing on quality seafood right now 
Well, you know, I, I always like to tell people, you know, know your source, ask questions. It's kind of like the old days are coming back around where we used to have a butcher. We would go to the butcher and we would get our meat and we would, you know, we'd, we'd go to our shoe guy to get our shoes fixed. And we go to our suit guy and we get our suits done, just like uh, women go and they get their seamstress to, you know, bring their hemline up or whatever it is. And now you have to trust your fishmonger and know your source. And these are important because there's so much seafood that's consumed in this country that is not inspected by the FDA. And so our food is is starting to change back to the more wholesome farm-to-market, dock-to-plate type thing. Well, you know, I noticed, too, you're on uh, Facebook and YouTube a lot. And you have the opportunity to bring in a lot of the new chefs, especially those here from San Diego that are up and coming or those that are established. And I think the common theme is making the fish good, but making it as natural as you can and, and not adding a lot so much to it that you're, you're a- actually masking the fish because of some spice or coating or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, good fish is not cheap, and cheap fish is not good. And when you get good, solid, fresh seafood, you don't need a lot of spices. You need a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of butter, and some lemon, and call it good. You don't need to cover it in a fancy sauce and, you know, all of that. And if you burn it, you just cover it in some Cajun spice and call it French Cajun and serve it with red beans and rice, and no one will know. But uh, good seafood is something that you just cook very lightly, quick and easy, fresh seafood. You know, frozen seafood, that's a little different. Sometimes you get a little freezer burn. You want to try and mask that or you want to try and shave it off with your fillet knife, trim around it, and and you just want to learn how to take care of your seafood. So I, I want to put it to you this way for your listeners. So all the sport fishing boats now, I, I, I think 90, let's say 95%. Uh, all have RSW systems, and they're bleeding your fish, and they're taking great quality care and precision care of that catch for you because they want you to bring home the best quality product. So they vacuum pack it. They fillet it at Five Star or Fisherman's Processing or wherever it is that you go. Now it's up to you to keep that fish cold and frozen, and you don't want it to defrost. You don't want it to get warmer so that the temperature changes and that's what happens when you get good quality fish you bring that home you get a great quality meal so i want you to think about that when you're out in your own boat you want to bring in good quality seafood you want to take care of the temperature you want to vacuum pack it you want to get everything the way the best that you can so that when you do get it in your freezer and you pull it out to defrost, you get a good quality product. It's not like it used to be. Fuel is expensive. We're running longer trips. And, you know, those fish have tails. They're here one day, they're gone the next, and you got to go find them. Uh, So, yeah, take care of your catch. Know your source. Ask questions. And, you know, you mentioned YouTube earlier. There's a plethora of videos out there on how to take care of seafood and what to look for and stuff like that. And I suggest people... Start doing that and know what you're eating. Well, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit, and I don't want to get you know super into it because I know you can spend an hour on it. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people say, "Well, Tommy, I'm I am uh, uh, eating really well. I'm going to my uh, local chain store, and I'm finding some great tilapia there, and it's yeah. uh, farm raised. And I'm thinking, <laughs> man, I'm uh, I'm you know." I'm not going out and killing a cow that's uh, destroying the ozone layer because of uh, flatulism. Uh, 
what's what's the story uh, on on what's happening here with a lot of this farm raised stuff? Because I I know you're not necessarily a proponent of it. Uh, you, you're as you say, you have to know where your food comes from. Tell us, talk to a little bit. Yeah, about that. so. Not all farmed fish is bad. Not all of it is good. Me personally, I like to look at the country of origin. China, Indonesia, uh, Sri Lanka, South Africa. Those are places that I would not want to buy farmed fish from. Also, you know, I like to explain it like this, John. I'm 55 years old, and my generation was the first generation of a TV dinner. The Hungry Man TV dinner came in aluminum trays. And aluminum top and all that had the. I think the only thing that was any good was the crunchy brownie. And there's a lot of guys right now shaking their head, going, <laughs> "I remember those." But since then, our food's gone downhill, and we're now just starting to see a change in our food to get back into it. Um, believe it or not, in San Diego, we have what we call food deserts in this city. National City is one of them. There's plenty of fast food joints, but there's really no supermarkets down there. Right. Um, and then. Back to the farmed fish, no matter how you slice it, it's here to stay. We have to feed our masses of this planet. And our fish is being, on a commercial level, and this is from a guy who was on tuna saners for 20 years. Um, We've gone too big, too fast, too soon. Our boats are too big. They're too effective. Our electronics are too effective. You don't need traditional old-school fishermen with binoculars in hand looking for fish. You've got all the high-tech sonars and stuff like that. So technology has given way and has made us, uh, has allowed us to produce more seafood in massive, massive tonnage. And it drives a global market. So the one thing that I can tell you about farmed fish is this, is you need to do your homework. So if you read the label of what's in your dog and cat food, but you don't read the label of what you're feeding your kids. So there's something wrong there. I mean, it's okay to love your dog more than you love your kids. I, I'm totally with you on that. But is it is the thing on what they're feeding the fish in order to get them to a size to go to market? Is it the conditions uh, that those fish are living in that maybe make them hazard? Or is it what happens to the fish between the time it comes out of the water and the time it's it's frozen and put in a package or is actually served onto your plate? Or is it just a combination of everything? It's a combination of everything that unloads unlocks the, the padlock. You know, the fish, that if they're grown in pens and the pens are in circular shape, the fish are always moving in one direction, kind of like that movie Midnight Train where the guy got thrown in that <laughs> uh, Afghani prison or Turkish prison. They're all moving into one thing, and they're all rubbing up against each other, and they're removing the protective coating uh, or slime, if you will. And then, of course, when that happens, they get lesions, and now we've got to pump antibiotics into their food, and so we're pumping the fish full of antibiotics in order for those lesions to heal up. And then we're harvesting that, and then we're shipping that stuff up to the states uh, into our big box stores and things like that. And and what, what are they really feeding these farmed fish? Uh, beef, chicken, and pork byproducts, for sure. Okay, soy products, for sure. Is it a GMO soy? Probably. So for those of us that have spent time on long-range boats or big commercial tuna fishing boats or big commercial draggers and stuff. I've seen tuna eat birds. I've seen shark eat birds. I've seen swordfish and marlin come out of the water and eat a bird. Okay, so we'll give that to them. 
We'll give them the chicken. But I've never seen a fish eat a pig or a cow. I've seen them eat rib bones because you're skipping them across the water like a flying fish on a hand line. But I've never seen them actually go manjati style on a pork loin, you know. But yet they're feeding some of these fish pork byproducts. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Catalina uh, offshore products. Uh, um, I've seen this uh, operation grow, especially the retail end of the operation. Uh, used to be you could come in, say hello to you. You go in the back, uh, you find a fresh fish, bring it on out, fillet it for us, and wrap it on up, and we'd go out the door. It's changed a lot, but tell us about the scrutiny that the products that you find at Catalina Offshore Products go through. Because I know you take uh, your personal pride and state your personal reputation on the products that are on the other side of the counter here. Yeah, the last, the last, uh, I'm like Inspector 5, you know, when you used to get the blue jeans, Levi's. And here, let me always, check your tag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, and it's not made in Sri Lanka either. <laughs> no, I'm Inspector 5. Um, I'm the last line of defense for that fish before it comes into the retail restaurant program. So if there is an issue with it, uh, it, it ultimately falls on me because I let it pass. And I'm okay with that. Um, but then again, you know, every fish is different. You know, you can have 10 fish on the table and only no, only one is a number one. And that leaves you nine. And out of that nine, there can only be a, couple, a, a number one. And so you have to work your way down and, and figure out the quality. But quality control is a big thing here at Catalina Offshore. You know, we do have lower grade qualities, but our lower grade quality is usually better than what you'll find in a supermarket or a big box store. All right. You know, we talk about Catalina Offshore products and people think about just, you know, some of the finest seafood around. But you have really taken Catalina Offshore and you've evolved it into an education center and then also a showcase for young cooking talent, young chefs that are coming up in the world, and even some of the more established chefs that are here exposing people to their products, how to cook the products well, and then their businesses too. So you've really branched out from just being a a fishmonger. Well, again, you have to know your source, and there was a niche that was missing. You know, seafood isn't something that they're going to teach you in a culinary school. It's not that way. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of different species of fish out there. Uh, every cow skeleton is the same. Every goat skeleton is the same. Every pig skeleton is the same. Fish are not like that. You break down each species of fish differently. They're like a puzzle. And you need to utilize that whole fish. Fish doesn't come out of the ocean in a box. It comes out of the ocean alive and kicking. And we need to teach these young chefs, and some of the old ones, we need to rethink them, have them rethink the program on how to break down the fish, how to use the collar, how to use the skin of salmon, how to, how to make all these different dishes rather than just that, what I call cops, the center of plate. You know, and I think that's really been a big awakening for me in, in all the years that I've known you. Most of us have just thought about a fish. You take a nice fillet, something that's off the shoulders, and you cook it, and that's great. But you've actually exposed us to using a lot more of the fish as a, a culinary treat than uh, I think you know we ever realized just you know ten years ago. Yeah, well, we lost touch with our food. 
in this country. We got everything fast. Everything's faster. Everything's larger. And everything's super cheap. We need to get back into our roots and get back into our food and eat healthier. And we wouldn't have half the problems that we have now if we were just eating more healthier instead of, you know, always being in a rush. We're we're in such the the now generation, uh, the now century even. You know, we want everything right now, right away. Fast food, fast cars, fast women. No. <laughs> no, I'm too old for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. That was uh, then, this is now. <laughs> yeah. But you understand what I'm saying is that we need to th- re- we need to get back to our food, our real true food, and we need to we need to go to farmers markets and we open this seafood educational nutritional center here at Catalina, and parents are bringing their kids in, and the kids would never eat fish, and I would cook them a piece of simple fish, and they love it. And now we got kids that are coming here. They've been coming here for six, seven, eight years, some of them, that are coming here with their little brothers or their little sisters eating fish. And they get, you know, they get, if we've got stuff for kids all the time from Scripps Institution of Oceanography, whether it's posters or cartoon coloring books, or we just want this to be a place where people can come and get good, solid seafood that we buy locally. It's not cheap, but it's not super expensive either. You've been involved in a lot of breakthrough projects when it comes to cooking and culinary uh, talents. But I, the the one project you've been involved in that's really a breakthrough product is the Collaboration Kitchen. Tell us a little bit on what that is and how it's been going. <laughs> yeah, Collaboration Kitchen started off as a – I wanted to do cooking classes, and I kept bugging Dave, you know, do cooking classes, do cooking classes. Finally, we were in a meeting with consultants – uh, I hate consultants. <laughs> you know, you pay them way too much. Yeah, they always got something to say and then they leave. Yeah. Where are you the rest of the time? And you don't follow the advice. Yeah, no. Um, well, finally, one day they said, okay, you got six days to do a collaboration c- cooking class. And I thought to myself, okay, so I called a bunch of my buddies. I called a bunch of food writers. I called all my friends. I think I had 30 people. And we did a cooking class. And then we did another one. And then they did another one. Well, Seven, eight years later, now we're doing Collaboration Kitchen. We sell 120 tickets. It usually sells out within two days. Um, and I donate all the money to a, a kids group of whoever. Like this one here, there's a kids uh, under 18 homeless shelter in San Diego. And my culinary director requested the money go to them. So they'll be in the house and... The great thing about Collaboration Kitchen is you buy tickets on Facebook through Brown Paper Ticket. That's the only way to get it. I'm sorry. That's just the way it's set up. But you actually see your money being donated right there at the event. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on how much we raise, could be anywhere between three and five grand. Boom. Here you go. All right. Well, Tommy, we can keep on talking to you for hours because of all the things that you do. We haven't even, uh, you know, broached. Uh, uni the, butter. Uni butter, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that made you famous, right? <laughs> yeah, it's still going, you know. We're, we're still making it. I, I don't know. I'm looking for I'm looking for a la- somebody to put the labels on because, as you know, I lost my dad. And, and he used to put the labels on and, and uh, fill the bottles. Me and Jim, we'd sit at the butter house and, and the old man would sit there and just turn the ball valve and we'd fill the bottles one at a time and, you know, so I'll be looking for they get free butter. That's what you get, and maybe some free stuff at Fred Hall. I ain't paying nobody. <laughs> I, didn't, 
I, I don't know if I'd recognize a bottle of uni butter that had a straight label. There's on no it. straight labels. <laughs> Tommy, people want to find out more about Catalina Offshore Products, some of the things you're doing. Where can they go that – uh, instead of giving you a call on the phone, where can they go to review some of the things that are happening? You know, you can always go to my Facebook page, Tommy Gomes. You can go to Tommy the Fishmonger on Facebook. Of course, Catalina Offshore Products has a Facebook page. And you can also go to www.catalinaop.com for our website. Uh, you can order fish on there and have it shipped anywhere in the in uh, California. Yeah, anywhere in California for 20 bucks. And so if you want to send, the holidays are coming up, if you want to send fish uh, to somebody in the Midwest or back east instead of that stinky cheese box and crackers, send them some nice, fresh California seafood and we can get it to them. You order one day, we'll have it to them on the next day. Uh, And what a treat it is. It's better than oranges or avocados or whatever it is. You know Hey, just a couple of last things before we go, because I know we've gone way over time over here. Uh, number one, we got to thank Dave Rudy for giving you the reins to, to do this type of stuff. I mean, uh, this is far <laughs> and beyond, I think, what he had envisioned at the time. I think he, I think he was hoping I just completely failed so he could fire me and never have to deal with me again. <laughs> and last thing, uh, again, uh, uh we all send our condolences on the passing of your dad. I know that was a big loss to you and your family, uh, but uh, uh, his memory lives on in, in his prodigy and his children and and the things that he taught you and now that you're trying to pass on to other people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I appreciate that. He, he was a good dude, good fisherman. All right. Yeah. Hey, Tommy Gomes, thanks a lot for being with us. Uh, we're going to check in with you from time to time to find out what's fresh, what's happening out there yeah. in the seafood world. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Anytime, John. Thank you all. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for listening to us. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Rod and Real Radio on AM540 or at rodandrealradio.com. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter-day, full- and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. 
Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Again, we are continuing our tour of H&M Landing, and here early in the morning, and who should we find behind his desk? Owner operator of H, uh, owning owner operator of the Ranger eighty five and uh, managing partner here at HM Landing, Captain Frank Rossetti. Captain, how you doing today? John, good morning. I'm glad you stopped by. Oh no, thanks a lot for taking the time to to see me. I appreciate it. Uh, early in the morning, I know you've got things that you're doing here, so I'm glad you can see me. But I guess when you're a fisherman, early in the morning is sort of like the normal procedure. It is. Nine to five, really, around here starts at about 5.30, right? So, (laughs) Hey, let's let's talk a little bit about the season. You know, we get a chance to talk to you from time to time and talk about fishing all together. But in retrospect, uh, how's the season been and compare it to, you know, 2015? Well, you know, it's been great. I mean, 2015 was a tough one to beat, but... This year, with the quality of the bluefin tuna that we were seeing, and even the yellowfin tuna um, of late, it was a mixed bag of that smaller grade school-sized fish, but then there were still a lot of those 30 to 50-pound yellowfin in the mix. Um, And it's just like we predicted. It's fall fishing, and we're running out of fishermen and not fish. Well, that seems to be the case. I was talking with uh, Captain Frank Summers from the Vendetta here just a little bit earlier, and they're finding pockets of fish, but those fish are still feeding on on the bait fish that are down there. There still seems to be a, a fairly good supply of uh, a bait fish for them to feed on, and there could be a chance they'll be here all year. It's it's absolutely accurate. Um, and Ray's seeing that offshore. Our boats are seeing it offshore that way. Um, we're still seeing good schools. Now, yep, you have to spend a little bit more time hunting it up, but it's unless we get some significant sustained weather pattern with a huge rollover there's no reason for that fish to get out of here right now there's still plenty of feed there's plenty of forage so these tuna that we're seeing right now the bluefin the yellowfin they're opportunistic feeders they're going to stay wherever that chuck wagon is so these fish are camped offshore here you know it and what an amazing selection we have down here out of san diego you go on a three-quarter day boat overnight day and a half whatever it is uh, a couple of days of yellowtail are running down the islands, and then that may peter out, and you and you can do like we did with uh, Captain Chuck Taft aboard the the Legend uh, when we were out with him in mid September. He says, "Hey, let's go out and see if we can find some of those yellowfin." 
And lo and behold, we came back with a 178 yellowfin tuna and didn't have to worry about the yellowtail. So it's nice to have something to, to pick from when you're going out on these trips. That was a fantastic trip. And, and yeah, that's exactly right. The diversity that we've seen this season, last season, to me, and I've been in the business over 35 years, unprecedented. Right now, still, we've got the islands. Um, we, we're, we're fishing yellowtail at the Coronado Islands. If the water sort of ebbs and flows, if it rolls over for a day or two, the three-quarter day boats were able to go offshore and make a catch, um, fishing either some yellowfin or a little bit of the bluefin. Um, when that seems to take a powder, the guys are back at the island and putting together good catches of yellowtail. Um, and just like you said, right now, guys can go down the coast, fish some of that near-coastal yellowtail, and they can bomb offshore and still have a great chance at, at loading up on some tuna. So we, we still have phenomenal opportunity ahead of us this fall we really do and if you think back the last couple of years we were fishing that bluefin out on the banks on the tanner and the cortez or yellowtail out there all winter long it wouldn't surprise me if we still see some of that sustained game fish this winter all right let's talk a little bit about captain frank city himself uh we used to, uh, you know, announce you as being owner-operator of the Ranger 85 and the Constitution and I think the Old Glory and a few of the other boats out Cor- there. Coral Sea, not the Old Cor- Glory. Uh, yeah. Coral Sea, That's okay. Right. That's right. And, you know, uh, the Constitution has gone over to new hands. It's Captain Derek over there. But what tremendous karma that boat has had and what a great season it had before it went down to Puerto Vallarta. I... I those guys, I couldn't even get an interview with them because they were going in and out, back and forth, and they had a great season on the Constitution. Right. Keith Danette, um has done an incredible job with the Constitution. He's, uh, he was dealt the hot hand this year, without a doubt, and Keith's a very, very good fisherman. He runs an excellent business, fantastic customer service. He has not only his, his good charter business here at H&M Landing, um, but also his business down in Puerto Vallarta. So... Um, Keith has done a phenomenal job with the boat. It was just uh, a perfect fit, which is one of the reasons that we we transitioned to Keith with the Constitution. Now, when he's finished on Port of Art, or will he be coming back up here at H&M Landing? Absolutely. He'll be um, finishing up his season um, and arriving back into San Diego uh, probably early May of 2017. And he'll spend probably a couple, three, four weeks doing some bow work, and he'll start fishing the 1st of June. Now, let's talk about the uh, the Ranger 85 because of the fact that uh, they uh, definitely weren't sucking hind tit uh, this year. They were out in front of them and, and doing it. Absolutely. Um, Captain Robert Gray is at the helm these days. Robert's worked with us for about uh, 12 years. He um, He's an incredibly fishy guy. Young captain, does, an, does a remarkable job. Um, Robert had a had an incredible season. Uh, I think um, his largest bluefin this year that he brought to the scale was a two twenty four. Oh, so incredible. nothing to scoff at there. Was that, that that bluefin bite? You know, things go in cycles, and yeah, we'll see yellowtail come through, and we've seen yellowfin tuna come along, and and all the different pelagics. But the quality of that bluefin tuna, what what was up with that? Was it just all the cards fell in right, and here they were right off our coast. John, I believe it's all about water setup. And yes, there was a shift in that biomass to where it was parked here, but we also had optimum conditions. We had plenty of forage. We had all that red crab, that pelagic red crab here for the, to, to keep that fish here. 
there's still, I'll, I'll tell you, the Ranger A5 just finished up. Uh, we had a contract with with the Navy, and we were at uh, San Clemente Island for the last 15 days, and the guys were working out on the score range, um, and they still saw a lot of that larger bluefin just this last two weeks. Yeah. So it's still around. There's still plenty. Like we said earlier, there's plenty of forage for that fish, and unless that moves out or if we have a marked change in water, that fish will be around for a little while. And, again, that goes back to choices. Uh, when uh, we did the Rod and Reel radio trip on the Legend, mm-hmm. we were looking forward to going to San Clemente uh, Island because uh, Bobby Taft had just come back right. uh, on the Top Gun 80. And, as a matter of fact, my co-host Dan Vandenberg was on that trip. And they got big bluefin tuna. They got yellowfin. They got loads of, uh, of yellowtail. Uh, I think they got back on, uh, it was Wednesday, we were going back out on Friday, we're all set up, ready to go, we're going to San Clemente Island, Chuck Taft comes down during the safety meeting into the galley and goes, guys, Bobby's there right now again, and he's got two yellowtail and a couple of bonita, and uh, I'm going to kind of take the uh, the page out of Magellan's book, and I think I know where there's some yellowfin tuna, let's go fish for him. And we didn't go to San Clemente Island. We went out after the elephant, and lo and behold, we came back on that trip, and that's where we had 175 yellowfin tuna that just were just classic. I tell you, you can't beat those Taft brothers. Bobby is an, is an incredibly instinctual fisherman, and it's shown throughout his career. Chuck, the same way. What can you say? I mean, they're a fishing family. They're you know, it's generational for them, and and. Chuck is is an incredible fisherman, has such a strong, strong work ethic. I, I see Chuck every single day, <laughs> every single day. You never have any intense conversations Are with you uh, uh, Captain Taft, Are do you? you kid? Come on, Chuck and I, 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 I kid you not, we spend a lot of time together each and every day. Chuck's one of the hardest working guys in this industry that I know. Uh, if you've never gone out with him, you don't know, but if you have gone out with him, the drive that he has when it comes to catching fish, I mean, when he's out there, he is just zeroed in on catching fish. And he is working the guys that are there on the boat to catch fish. And if he, it, it isn't any, there's no stone that he leaves unturned in order to meet that. And he'll go out there. I remember we were out uh, uh, last May or something. It was an overnight trip. And again, uh, Chuck was going, you know, I think I know where there's some bluefin, the yellowfin bite, uh, the yellowtail bite at the islands. Uh, just hasn't materialized. Let's see if we can catch some bluefin. And there hadn't been any reports of bluefin. We uh, stayed in American waters because uh, the guys weren't expecting to do that. And we trolled on an overnight uh, trip until 3.30 in the afternoon before we got our first jig strike. Right. And didn't bring any fish in. Got another jig strike, got a fish, got another, but he kept on pushing and pushing and pushing till finally we got a jig strike where we started bringing some fish. We were uh, hung on big fish, but we were at that time, we were on really light tackle, but we were fishing these big fish. So we're, we're spending 30, 45 minutes and Chuck is just going crazy pacing up and up and down the side of the boat, wants us to bring those fish in so he can get going again. But right. what would ha- was happening is we were bringing in fish as we were drifting. And all of a sudden there was another fresh one. And then there was another fresh one. And then finally at about, uh, oh, 7 o'clock, 
7.30 in the evening, Chuck comes up to me, and at that time he says, you know, we've drifted seven and a half miles. We've got 19 bluefin, which is incredible. But, John, i got to tell you, this is an overnight trip, and any of the guys that told their wives to come and pick them up at 8 o'clock, they ain't going to make it. (laughs) But it just shows you the determination and the drive that he has uh, to be out there. But all the skippers have this. They do, but the best the best way to describe Chuck is Chuck is old school, and he has that he has that work ethic and that drive from I don't want to say a bygone era in our industry because there are there's a lot of great young up and coming talent that have that same drive and desire. They're super fishy. They work hard. They'll fish longer. They'll fish further. Um, Chuck even in the stage of his career where he is now, he's never lost track of that, and that's why so many people love fishing with Chuck. Well, you see that, though, even with some of the younger guys. Like we mentioned uh, Ray Summers on the Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Smaller boat, uh, you know, three-quarter day uh, range, maybe overnight at the most. But there is a guy that is driven to catch fish, and the fishermen realize that. And there's something about Ray. He's just fishy. And uh, he goes out, goes after him, pursues him, and he usually comes back fairly successful. One of the, you know, maybe the newer generation of guys that, you know, the young kids that are listening to this broadcast will be fishing with in the future. Absolutely. No, Ray is for sure. Ray's certainly one of the, the big talents that we have in our fleet. Yep, it's great. Smaller charter boat, and, and there's we have such a customer base for him. He has one of the most successful charter businesses here at H&M Landing. And that is that is because of his dedication to customer service and his ability to perform. Ray is a fishy guy. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, over here at H&M Landing. God, it's been, what, 18 months or so since you, you took over the helm? And at that time, we were going, what the heck was he thinking, you know? Uh, in retrospect, some of the things that have worked and still some of the things that you're uh, looking forward to doing here. Well, and, and I will say I look back on the past 18 months and um, since I traded wheelhouses for sure and, and um, much remains the same yet so much has changed. Um, we certainly have streamlined our booking uh, system so it's so much easier and faster for a customer to locate a trip and reserve online. Um, we're trying to, or we, we certainly have changed our dedication to customer service to improve the overall customer experience. That's my biggest goal and has been my biggest goal since I arrived here in the office. And that's where, that's my biggest charge for the coming year is that we always will make sure that the customer experience from the office all the way down to the end result down there on the boat is top notch. So that's that's been our goal and continues to be our goal, and we're making great strides here, John. I think uh, it's obvious you come here just as a visitor or you come here at, uh, as a fisherman. Uh, the way you're greeted, the way you talk to, uh, uh, you know, it's like uh, even if you don't know what you're doing, you're treated with respect, and and uh, it, it it's just a, a great situation to be in here. And then when you finally do get on the boat, uh, the way the uh, deckhands treat you, and we've been talking about the skippers, the drive that they have. Yeah, and this is the entertainment business. Yeah, we know that. And uh, entertainment here in San Diego is super competitive. But as I was talking with uh, uh, Chris Randall, uh, there's probably no v- better value for your dollar when it comes to entertainment than sports fishing here. 
in San Diego and here at H&M Landing. Oh, you can't beat it, especially when you think of anything from a half day. Um, one of the most popular runs here at H&M. Um, the half day, the three-quarter day have been the cornerstone for visitors here, whether they're here in town for just a couple days. It's easy to get out on the water on a half-day trip, take your friends, family, coworkers, and get that full experience. Those that want to go a little bit further typically will venture out on a three-quarter day. H&M Landing, beyond those two runs, offers the most diverse schedule out of any landing up and down the coast. Whether it's a full day, a day and a half, a two and a half, three and a half, multi-day trips, all the way to long-range trips. I think uh, we're going to talk to Mike Keating here in a little bit, just getting ready to take off on a long-range trip. So H&M Landing, without a doubt, has the most to offer than any other landing up and down the coast. And not only that, and you know, you're not suffering any uh, when it comes to your fishing experience going out on the Premier or going out on the Malahini on the half-day or three-quarter-day boats. They're beautiful boats. They're well-maintained. They've got great crews. And not only that, you look at the the success like the Malahini has had this year. Look at all the yellowfin tuna that boat has brought in, all the yellowtail on three-quarter day range. What a great value and what a good return for your investment. Absolutely. Phenomenal fishing for the three-quarter day boat this year for the Malahini. Um, Without a doubt, those that can't afford the time to fish an offshore trip um, are able to engage with game fish on a three-quarter day trip, whether it's yarding on those those home guard yellows at, at the Coronado Islands, or when the guys get a chance to turn their bow offshore into into further or into uh, to to turn offshore to fish that fish tuna, those guys have done very very well this year, very well this year. Well, Captain Frank Rossetti, uh, how often are we going to see you in the wheelhouse uh, of the uh, <laughs> the Ranger eighty five? I mean, I I see you here. Uh, Phones in front of you, computer screens, uh, uh, pads, mouses, uh, paperwork piled up to you know what. Uh, you miss those days when you could just turn the key and uh, drive away from it all? Absolutely, and it's, it's going to happen this year. Even though I said it was going to happen this season, honestly, Johnny didn't get a chance. Um, however, I've been here for about 18 months. We'll be finishing up two years here come March, so guaranteed, guaranteed, I will have it on my schedule, those trips that I'm going to run this year, because I, I, I stay very, very close with my customers now, especially that we're, uh, we're just the Ranger 85. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very important to me to maintain that relationship with my customers who have been with me for so many years. So there'll be, there'll be trips on the schedule this year that I'm running. Okay, well... We've seen a, a tremendous run of yellowfin tuna. Yep. We've seen the bluefin like we've never seen them here before. Next season, dare we mention the A word? Absolutely. I'll be the first guy to go out and say it. Yep, we're going to move into a... I, I firmly believe we're going to move into a cool water regime. Um, and I believe that we will see a return of albacore this coming season. We're already seeing um, we're seeing more anchovy offshore. Yeah, and that's yeah. going to be what, what we need. Um, and, of course, we need that cooler water, but I firmly believe that we will have an albacore season. I think we're going to have several of them in a row. All right. Frank, uh, to view all the boats that are available here at H&M Landing, the various schedules, the durations of time those boats go on, especially booking into the future, uh, how's the best way to go about doing that? Easy as can be, John. HMLanding.com. And all you have to do is just click on that schedule button. 
and you can see everything you need to see from half, three-quarter day, multi-day trips. Hoop netting's already underway. The guys are doing good. Um, daily departures for hoop nets also are half and three-quarter day. As we get into the fall, um, some of our trips are a little bit further, so day and a half, some multi-days, hmlanding.com. Hit that schedule button, and it goes right to our daily schedule of departures. Or, we love it when you call as well, 619-222-1144. Yeah, because you can give the daily reports, and your, your people here in the office, they can give you a lot of that information too, recommendations. Uh, if you're feeling a little hesitant on, let's say, going beyond your, uh, your comfort zone, which may be only a three-quarter day uh, trip, they can talk to you about the overnights and the, and the multi-day trips and uh, maybe get you into one that will fit your schedule. Absolutely. All of our staff out here gets out on the water, so they are up to the minute on what's going on, current conditions, etc. Rick and Danny in the tackle shop, everybody else on the other side of the store, many of them fish either on a daily basis, weekly basis, so they're out on the water and they can certainly give you the what for and what's happening up to the minute. You know, and I, I didn't want to ignore that fact of the tackle shop. Not only that, the way you've gone and you improved the amount of rental tackle, the quality of the rental tackle here, uh, there's no reason now to not come and fish. You know, if you're thinking, man, I, I don't have the gear, I don't want to spend a couple of hundred dollars on, on, on good rigs to go out because I'm only going to get a chance to go out once or twice. You've solved that problem. You're taking away everybody's excuses, Frank, for coming <laughs> well, on down here. We're trying single-speed lever drags, two speeds. Um, and if you don't know what any of that means, it doesn't matter. You can come down. The guys in the tackle shop will get you outfitted with whatever it is that you need for the specific trip that you're going on. Now, once on board, the crew will give you a one-on-one, -on -one, or they'll hold a group seminar to get everybody dialed in and tuned up on the basics, how to rig up, how to use your equipment, how to address yourself and pose yourself at the rail, they'll they'll get you all set up for success. So, All right, Captain Frank Rossetti, thanks for spending some time with us. I, I know even though it doesn't seem like the it's busy here, there's always something to do, and you're always preparing for next year. Always. That doesn't stop. We're already, we're already looking at our spring schedules, and we're, uh, we're laying out the game plan for Day at the Docks, and here it is. We're still in October. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for being with us. Uh, we look forward to checking in with you from time to time. See, think, see how things are going. Thanks for spending the time with us today. John, thanks for having me on the show. All right. Hey, this is Rod Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more show to come. We'll be back after these messages. Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. 
Gabakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gabakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gabakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason... No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call one 800 227 7262 or just spell bass boat 1-800 bass boat i know there's too many letters but the t is free and the calls on me that's 1-800 bass boat the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance for more information log on to 1-800 bassboat.com if the fish are biting i'm on my boat rain or shine of course i wear my life jacket it's like wearing a seatbelt clip it on grab my tackle box and hit the water Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Well, we're still here at H&M Landing, and we just got finished uh, talking with Captain Frank Orsetti. And as we're walking out the door, who walks in? Captain Chuck Taft. Captain Chuck Taft, how's everything going for you, sir? Oh, things are going really good. Uh, 
trying to wrap up a season that we shouldn't be wrapping up. There's plenty of fish around and opportunity for guys to catch fish, but we're coming short of people, and it's hard to understand, but it's a time of year. Well, let's talk about the fish that are out there. Uh, we're talking about there still being uh, uh, a good body of uh, yellowfin tuna. Is that true? There's a good body of yellowfin, good body of bluefin, stuff scattered up and down the coast. Um a lot of same as we've had all year. A lot of red crabs in the water and a lot of bait around. You look at a lot, a lot of fish, but it's hard to catch a get a real good bite. But there's some opportunity to catch some tremendously nice, beautiful big fish. Now, you can be out there by yourself and be on the school of fish, and it's tough to get them to bite. Does it sometimes help to have a few boats out there looking around, or do you like to be the lone wolf on there on top of the uh, the pile? That works two ways. A lot of times you like to be by yourself and find an area that you can work. But on the same token, when you have other boats and code boats out fishing with you, you get to cover more ground to where you can search other areas at the same time because one boat has a hard time covering a lot of ground. I mean, if you guys troll around between seven and eight knots all day long, you know, in 10 hours you're going 70, 80 miles and you know, you could be a mile off to the east, a mile off to the west. So, you know, it's helpful to have other boats, but, you know, you got to do whatever you have to do to try to find the fish. You've been with me when we're the only boat anywhere. Well, you know, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate with you. I can't tell you, I've been fortunate enough to go out with you many times. We go on out there expecting to do one thing. You come on down to the galley when we're having the security meeting, and you go, guys, I talked to my brother uh, Bobby, and he was at San Clemente Island, and where they were knocking them uh, dead here just two days ago, now there's nothing. Or the rock pile down at the island, the yellowtail, we're just about jumping into the boat, and all of a sudden it's petered out. I think I know somewhere else where we can go and and you wind up doing it and I've got to tell you we've had some great success on just your intuition taking us somewhere different well I hate to say it but that comes with a lot of years of experience but people got to realize you know these fish have tails they move up and down the coast and people don't realize that the currents all have a bearing on what's happening and the feed layer that's around has a bearing on what happens and that stuff moves up and down the coast every single day. So you have to keep up on what's happening, where the water currents are, which way they're moving. You know, it's like kelps. Sometimes we're fishing kelps when you guys are with us, and a kelp will be moving at a quarter of a knot, and then like in the last month and a half, kelps have been moving at 1.6 knots. So a guy thinks, well, you're going to run right back out and find the same kelp. Well, in 12 hours, that kelp's moved 20 miles. Well, did that kelp move 130 degrees, 110 degrees? So it's not as easy as people think it is. And people have to understand every single day is different on the ocean because every condition changes. I think that's one of the reasons why the fishermen love it because it's like a puzzle that has to be solved. It It isn't like as soon as you think that something's going to be happening, it changes. And you have to be able to adapt in order to catch those fish and whether or not you're chasing them all over the ocean or you find them nine miles off of our coast i i think the fun of it is the chase yeah the catching is the fun part too but i'm not worried about 
you know, bringing home fish. I've got a lot of fish in my freezer right now. It, it's figuring out where they are, how to catch them, and then going out to catch them. And I'm sure that gives you a great amount of satisfaction, too. Well, that's that's probably why we all do this and stay in the business as long as we do. We enjoy the camaraderie with our customers and stuff and enjoy the idea of catching fish and putting people on fish. <clears throat> you know, but the big other thing that people have to realize, too, when we're fishing this stuff you know, there's times when you go fishing and we're catching nothing but giant big bluefin tuna. There's times when you're catching smaller fish. We have no control over what kind of fish people are catching. You know, a guy will go, well, I want to go to where the big ones go. Well, everybody wants to go where the big <laughs> ones are. But the thing is, <clears throat> we didn't create these fish. God created the fish. And what he puts in front of us is what we have to catch and try to produce and give our people an opportunity to catch. And people should just be really thankful for the opportunity to have to catch fish and stuff of any kind. Yeah, this was such a crazy year, though. <laughs> this was one of the years when you, uh, the guys would look at you and says, Chuck, I don't want to go where the big ones are because the big ones are, I can't handle it. Take me to where their kids are. I'll be happy with the 70 and 80 pound fish. Let someone else catch those 200 pound fish. It's just been a crazy season like that. We've had a lot of that this year. Um, and I've told you on other shows, the the fish counts are, don't have any bearing on how good a fishing was this year. I mean, like I told you before, there's trips where you'll hook 30 or 40 fish and you'll catch four or five fish because everything's over 150 to 200 pound fish. And whether the guy has the right gear and stuff to fish it is no bearing because these fish didn't get to be 150, 200 pounds by saying, I'm going to die and jump in your boat. I mean, these things lived a long time to get this size, and they've been through a lot. They've been through wrapping with nets, long lines, and everything else. So, you know, people got to realize what an opportunity this is for somebody to have. And at this point, there's still big bluefin around and stuff. If you're there at the right day and they want to bite, you're going to have an opportunity to try to do something. Well, and... You know, you've seen it all the time. But even on the trip that we went with you uh, on the legend in uh, mid-September, we came home, I think, with 175 fish. But we easily lost that many fish, of, if not that more, uh, uh, that more than that, especially in the beginning. We were losing fish left and right and just not, not able to bring them into the boat when you found them. Well, it's the same old story. People get anxious. People have get excited and... You know, it's like the seminar I give every day on the boat. This is to go out and have fun and enjoy yourself, not hate thy neighbor. Well, that's true. But, boy, you are the captain in command when it comes aboard the uh, ship, as we were uh, uh, talking to Frank earlier. You and Bobby, I, I don't think I've seen two other skippers. Maybe Eddie McCune. I was surprised the first time I went out with Eddie McCune. I, I knew Eddie McCune for a long time. Uh, a nice gentleman, and but boy, as soon as we get in that wheelhouse and get behind the wheel, he was driven, and he would inspire us as fishermen to go out there and work as hard as we can to get the fish. Uh, and you guys do the same thing. Well, I think we were raised with a person that is out of the same mold as Eddie McHugh. My father was one of the pioneers, and I think that he kind of instilled that in us to be that way and. It's rubbed off pretty well on us, me and Bobby and Frank Lepresti, who was all tutored by my dad. So it's it's paid off. Well, 
Now, uh, I noticed, you know, we were always talking about, hey, going after the pelagics and the yellowtail and everything like that. But you also offer the fishermen an opportunity for a, a, a great evening trip with uh, going out and catching uh, lobsters out here. Tell yeah. us about that. Our lobster fishing has been a lot of fun for people, and it's a very enjoyable, it's a cheap night out to where a guy can go out and have fun. And, you know, most of the time we're fishing either in the bay or right here locally at Point Loma, where a guy can go out, drop a hoop down, catch lobsters, have a burger, have soda, beer, for a very reasonable price. And at the price of lobster right now, if they catch one lobster, they more than paid for their lobster trip. Oh, you're not kidding. And But you go out there with friends have a great time, have a beer. I mean, it, it's the equivalent to actually an inexpensive night on the town, and you get a chance to come back with a great dinner and a great experience. Yeah, people have enjoyed it. I mean, we started this, um, I'm going to guess, seven years ago, and we were the first guys to ever come up with the idea, and it worked so good. They do it everywhere up and down the coast. We're probably the most reasonable priced operation down here at H&M for people to come do it. And it's, you know, a really fun, enjoyable night. And we have a lot of couples that do it, a lot of families that take private charters. It's just, like you said, it's a great, cheap entertainment night. And they get to look at the beautiful lights at Point Loma and everything else. So it, it's an enjoyable thing. Well, now that we're getting into late autumn, uh, early uh, wintertime, Chuck, uh, uh, booking aboard the Legend or Sea Adventure 2, uh, what kind of trips uh, can we be looking forward to going on? Well, right now we'll probably schedule a couple more day-and-a-half trips if the fishers stick around. So we have an opportunity to catch a few of those things. And um, and then we have the lobster trips. So, you know, this is not the time to put your rods away. I mean, there's still opportunity. There's still fish to be caught stuff. I mean, the best fishing, and people are going to laugh, but remember when I called you in April when we found those fish in the 60s? Oh, man. We couldn't get people involved to go fishing. And actually... April, in the first couple of weeks of May, was the very best bluefin tuna fishing that we had of the entire year, where the numbers were the best and the size of fish were able to be caught and stuff. So people have to realize, just because it's October and November doesn't mean your fish aren't going to be here, and they have to pay attention to what's happening because these things have tails, they swim up and down the coast, and when the opportunity presents itself... It's time to go fishing. It, just because it's not June and July doesn't mean it's not time to go fishing. And one of the things I like about uh, going out with you and Bobby, especially in the early part of the season, you get enough people to go, you're going to go fishing. You want to catch fish, you want to put numbers on the board, and you want to come on back and uh, tell people the great experience that you have. So you're not afraid to go out there with a limited load and catch fish. You, you want to catch fish. Oh, yeah, I think... Majority of the guys here that are in this industry feel that way. Some are uh, more gung ho than others, but you know, I mean, you have if you don't have the enthusiasm to be a part of this and care what you're doing, then it's time to get out of the business because this really takes somebody who enjoys doing what they're doing so that they give 110. Uh, percent You know, you've got to. I don't understand how you can do it, especially when the season's going. You uh, come in, you clean up the boat, you've got to provision it, you got to get bait, you got to get fuel, and then you got everyone together and you go out and you're doing this for, you know, three or four months and it's like a day in, day out. You, you got to love what you're doing because, you, you know, you just you just can't do it unless you, unless you love it. I think that's the biggest part of it, you know. 
you have to enjoy doing what you're doing. All right. Uh, you know, we asked uh, Captain Frank, we asked, uh, you know, Captain Ray, we asked uh, Captain Chris. Uh, I guess uh, we might as well uh, lay this across your bow. Uh, Albacore, is that something we might be looking forward to next year, do you think? The only way that we're going to see Albacore in down in our local areas, in my opinion, is if the currents change and the water temperatures come back down and where the red crab and stuff starts to push back down the coast. At this time and point, everything has pushed so far north with the conditions that we have, we don't know what's going to happen. But if we have a cold, good winter to where the water temperatures drop back down to 58, 57 degrees the way they were in the past, we have a tremendous opportunity to see it. But it all depends on Mother Nature and which way the currents are going to flow and which which way everything happens. I'd like to say, yeah, it's definite we're going to have albacore, but we have no control on which way the currents are going to go. The current determines what's going to happen. All right. Well, Captain Chuck Taft, Sea Adventure Sports Fishing, uh, we want to look at what your schedule is for 2017. Get a hold of you, talk to you about fishing. How's the best way to go about doing it? Go to H&M Landing's website, click on Legend Sea Adventure or Jig Strike, and you can find out what schedules and what's happening. All right. Captain Chuck Taft, thanks a lot for being with us, and good luck. I look forward to the next time we get a chance to be together and go fishing again. Thanks a lot for a great season. All right. Good luck. Good fishing to everybody. All right. Hey, this is Ron Real Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand-name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality you would expect from a 50-year-old family-run business. Go to Land's End Charters charters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Gail directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing and Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six-ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. 
Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Well, as I walk around H&M Liney here, uh, we run into all types of individuals, and we have probably one of the most unique individuals that you you can ever find down at the landing. It's Captain Ray Summers from the Vendetta. Captain Ray, how the heck are you? Oh, excellent. How are you guys doing today? Hey, we are doing good. You know, uh, I, I guess if if any kid has a dream of running a boat, it's probably like running a boat like the Vendetta. Going on out, you have... Uh, uh, great crew, uh, you know, you have smaller loads, it gives you the opportunity to get out there and really whack some fish, and you've done that this year. Yeah, this year, not like last year, but it's, this year's, I would have to say better on the bigger fish, how it started with the bluefin. All right. Well, you've been, it seems like, Ray, every time you look at the numbers, the Vendetta's on top of it. Uh, uh, some of the advantages of going out on the Vendetta, first of all, tell us a little bit about the boat. How's the boat different than some of the other boats here in the fleet? Uh, it's different by the size. It's smaller by one. You know? <laughs> uh, we, we carry less people, and that's what I shoot for. Uh, I kind of did the open party boats for a while and didn't like the carrying the, you know, the max passenger load on the boats. They always had people kind of grumbling about tangle lines and something. So I wanted to get something that... Uh, was totally different than that a smaller load and just a group of people instead of mixed individuals so this is a charter and I, I find out that to be a lot a lot better go out on um, vendetta what type of uh uh the optional group that you like to take with you a uh, number 12 12 12 is max and the the type of trips that you're offering are are you normally overnight or uh, what is actually the uh uh, how far can you extend a trip on the Vendetta? We do mostly three-quarter day, either three-quarter day offshores or three-quarter day islands. We do half days here and there, but most of my trips are three-quarter day. Okay. And uh, let's talk a little bit about fishing this year. On a three-quarter day boat, some people think, well, you know, I don't get a chance to see much. But, man, I follow you on Facebook, and this has been a great year for the Vendetta. It, it's been okay for how the fishing's been, you know. Um, the elephant now is kind of are spotty. Uh, I know the last month on the elephant, it's uh, hit or miss. We've been stopping on schools where we see a lot. Uh, they've been very finicky. They've been wanting that light line. Uh, just totally different from the last two years. Well, let's talk a little bit about the season because at the beginning of the season, a lot of red crab in the water. They were feeding on that. Then the fin fish came in. Uh, what's, uh, what's the situation out there now? Water temperature, uh, uh, bait that the fish are uh, fishing on, and... Uh, uh, even uh, uh, how are you doing when it comes to uh, temperature breaks? Uh, we're still carrying sardines for bait. That's what they have in the receivers for us. Um, the schools that we are seeing, they, the yellowfin that we're seeing out there, they've been on little uh, anchovy balls, from what okay. it looks like. And they seem to be locked onto that stuff, you know. 
Uh, you'll see bird schools. You'll see some of the anchovy balls and the fish just busting on it. We'll pull up. A uh, few fish be caught for the guys that have light line, 15-pound floral. You know, they seem to be the guys that are, are hooking the fish. And are they the schooling fish size, like you're seeing, between 10 and 20 pounds, or uh, are you getting into some larger fish? No, I haven't seen the larger fish in a while. This is this, this grade here has been, like, I'd say 10 to pushing 15 pounds. All right. Are these the same fish that have uh, been around all season, or what, what's your feeling? Have they been on the move? I think this fish on the move. Okay. Yeah. Fish on the move. I, it's, I would say that's fish that were during the season. I would say yes if I started seeing the bigger fish. Okay. And then, you know, we're talking about going after yellowfin tuna, and I'm, I'm supposing that uh, you're asking for people when they go out with you to bring their passports. Are you going over to 302 or where you've been uh, finding these fish? You don't really need your passport if you can fish in the 302. Passports is within the... Within three, the 302 in the islands, uh, if, if we're doing a passport group, it's usually fishing the islands itself. And we might swing offshore outside the islands just a, a little ways to poke our nose in to see if there's a little temperature break or some bird's life. But if we're carrying a passport group, they're, they're wanting to fish the islands. Yeah. Seems like the last season we were, we were seeing a lot smaller fish. Now when you get into the fish, especially at the islands, they still seem to be a great grade of fish. Uh, the yellowtail have been mixed. There's been some small stuff uh, on the lee of South Island, some six to eight pound yellowtail, and around North Island has been that better grade, like fifteen to maybe eighteen pounds. Okay, so right now, uh, uh, as we're getting into uh, late October and early November, get out when the vendetta is best to give you a call. Are you still taking charters? Or are you doing any uh, open party uh, trips? No open party. H and M has an open party boat. It's the Malahini. Uh, still doing charters. Okay. Yeah, and it seems like I'm booking on the weekends here, maybe running about two or three days a week now. All right. Well, you know, we're looking at a weekend where it's going to be 90 degrees. It's going to be a great weekend to be out offshore fishing for sure. I think this weekend I'm scheduled for two island trips. All right. And anticipating, uh, you know, uh, uh, some yellowtail or as uh, we get into this time of the year, what time of gear should guys bring out? I know you're always looking for yellowtail, but sometimes that doesn't happen. Oh, always looking for yellowtail. We always start off looking for yellowtail. That's what people want. But they also have that choice, too, where if you're fishing the islands, you're, you're able to fish some of that shallow water rock fishing. So they get a mixed bag of fish, not just coming home with a few catches of yellowtail or, or maybe a good catch of yellowtail. It all depends. They have a variety to bring home. All right. And one of the things that uh, the Vendetta is known for is the build a fair that's on the boat. Uh, you always are are cooking up something really good for uh, the guys to eat. If it isn't pulled pork, uh, it's uh, chili verde or something like that. Uh, what seems to be a favorite for the fishermen aboard the boat? I think now it's moved up to the tri-tip. <laughs> the tri-tip? Yeah, the tri-tip. Hey, that is a sign of a good season, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. Definitely. <laughs> hey, Ray Summers from the Vendetta. People want to get a hold of you. Uh, look on information about the the boat. Uh, you know, schedule a trip here for uh, the late fall. Uh, you know, the early winter. How's the best way to go about doing it? Uh, you can call down at H and M to to see if there's any available spots, or you can give me a call on my cell phone at six one nine nine eight five three five six three. All right, Captain Ray Summers, uh, you have a great season. Uh, what are you anticipating uh, for the next season? Uh, just any idea, or is it? 
is it just really a crapshoot right now? It could be a crapshoot. I kind of got my nose thinking that I think albacore might creep in. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, any uh, any predictions on uh, what time? That I, I don't know. <laughs> I really haven't even thought that far into it yet. It would be pretty good to go out there and smell that smell of an albacore, uh, wouldn't it? It would be. It would be a different change. It's due. All right. It's due. Well, Captain Ray Summers from Vendetta over here at H&M Landing, thanks a lot for being with us. Uh, appreciate you taking the time, okay? All right. Thank you. For hey, thank you. Well, that's it for tonight, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, Stan, Wendy, and I were on the road. Uh, next week, we will have another recorded show from you. So hopefully some fresh material from uh, Billy Chapman, from Gamakatsu, and then we'll probably mix in some best of the show with it. We'll be back live again in two weeks. So until then, I want to thank Captain Chris Randall, Captain Frank Rossetti, Captain Chuck Taft, Captain Ernie Montero, Captain Ray Summers, and Tommy Gomes for being with us tonight. Also, I want to thank Jorge and our AM540 studios for pushing all those buttons and making us sound a lot better than we really are. Also, thank Ben Harvey. He edited all this material and put it in the show format. Ben, thanks a lot. You always did a good job. But always, we want to thank Big Tuna Bill Giesland and Captain Eddie McEwen for this legacy that they handed on down. If you're with us, you know um, Captain Chuck Taft. Also, thank Eddie McEwen as being one of the guys that was his mentor and taught him the ethics and the drive to go fishing that he has today. And I tell you, Captain Eddie was a heck of a gentleman, and we miss him a lot. He's one of the old-time fishermen, but he left a legacy, and this is a lot of the captains that we're seeing here today. So everyone, until next Sunday night, go out there and get them. If you heard from the skippers, the fish are still out there. You aren't. you got to book yourself a trip. Get aboard one of the fine vessels out of H&M Landing, whether it's just a half-day trip or a multi-day trip. Go out there and get them. As Kevin Minio used to say, they're getting away. Good night, everyone. We're out for now. won't find us now because Mr. Satch and Mr. Cross We gone fishing Instead of just a wishing, Bapu, baby, Bapu, baby, Moses. Oh, yeah.